just depends. <laughs> Who knows? But um, I, there's an expectation in our congregation, but I don't know what that expectation is, but the Holy Spirit knows what that expectation is. He knows what your heart is. He knows, he knows what you want. What you're really looking for. And then sitting down underneath that, he knows the reason why you're looking for it. And he'll go down a deep further than that. He knows that you've got a need while you're looking for it. But there's a need underlying all that. And it's this, that we all live in a fallen world. And we're separated from God. And every need that we have comes from the fact we're fallen. With the best will in the world, with all the most brilliant scientists and the cleverest of people on this earth, we're all trying to work a cursed earth. That's why elements of society are worsening. There are some parts of our earth which are, which are improving, and we thank God for every improvement. And... Um, our nation, for example, has seen some amazing times of improvement and regeneration due to what people have... In medicine, I think Steve said to me the other day, they, they've arrived at the point where they can... Um, a new head on someone? What was it you said to me? Yeah. I forget the word that's used now. So if you want a new head... Yeah, new, new face... Yeah, I can't think of the word anyway, but it's a medical thing that they, you, could, you could actually... I can't, I'll forget it. Not a facelift, it goes... I mean, let's face it, we all need a facelift here this morning. Especially us old... Especially, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrea, it really hurt, I know that, but... Uh, it's Teddy that needs a new... Well, he's all right. One thing we do need is a new heart. And there's no one can give us that new heart other than Jesus. And um, so this, this morning we will, we will think about that. But um, it's a little bit loose at this stage, and Steve's still here, because if you feel that God has prompted you uh, with a song, we're going to sing it. And, and I'm just say to you, I'm not asking you for your favourite song. If the Holy Spirit's touching you, with a song which has revelation in it or help for us this morning, then we will worship on that song uh, to give glory and all to sense God's, our need before God as well. Um, I'm going to waffle for a few moments, but I just sense that someone here this morning has a question which they keep asking and it doesn't seem to get answered. I don't know who that is or what that question is, but... Um, at some stage in a moment, I'm going to ask if you find, if you're brave enough to just ask what that question is. Because I believe that's where the Holy Spirit, and it's, it, it's his responsibility, is the Holy Spirit to, to bring that to the surface for us. Because it may be a question that someone else is asking. It may be a question that a lot of people are asking. And it may be a question that we really need to know the answer to. But um, just for the benefit of others, who have not been here so many weeks or um, are here new today. At the beginning of the year, we sort of started with going through 
this sort of mandate for us as a, as a church here, Beacon, we were looking at uh, family, growth, um, and invitation. And uh, this took us through sort of January and February most of, and in March we've been, been praying together as a church. And that may have uh, created questions or it may have brought new thoughts to your mind. I don't know. It might be something we're doing as a church you don't really connect with. I don't know. Um, and you may want to, what is this all about? And the Holy Spirit will start there with us this morning. So we, we've been going through these things, and, uh, and this month we've arrived, at, uh, we've arrived at week four. I've got it here. Week four, Sunday the 24th to Saturday the 30th. We've completed a week, a week's prayer focus, seeking God's presence. Thursday, we, in one measure or another, fasted and prayed, some for the first time, others done it a few years ago, and I trust there have been some benefit for that as we seek, seek God's presence to seek his help but I think the most important thing about that is we did it together. In Acts, if you're a Bible student, just click on the word together and see how many times it crops up. The early church was together. So it's important to do things together and to keep together, but there's a, there's a spiritual dynamic about doing things together. Let's not forget that. This week's prayer focus is for salvation, baptisms, and growth. You, say, you, you might say to me, what's salvation? You might say, what is baptism? Is it being sprinkled as a child? Is it, um, is it some other form of commitment or public declaration of my faith? I don't know. What is baptism, really? What is growth? Why are we here this morning? Why are we here? Just a good jolly? I mean, I, I, I really enjoy being here. and um, If I wasn't here, I'd probably go to some other church somewhere. But why are we here? It's not just a good place to be. In the end, it's because God's got a purpose for this earth. Now and for eternity. And somewhere in that, you and I are tied up in what God's up to. Now, the wonderful thing about it is God doesn't force us into it. But he, he shows his hand. He says, here I am. It's like we had at the beginning, the hand of beckoning and welcoming that's as far as God goes with us, initially, is to draw us to himself through Jesus. Because strangely enough, we are created in God's image, and that image is still there. And God doesn't transgress the image of himself in us. He's given us an individuality, a singleness, 
He's given us a power to decide. He's given us a mind to probe and to think and to understand. That's the highest part of his creation, that we are created in the image of God. But it's also the first thing that Satan came to our forefathers and doubted. If you want to be like God, he said, do this, 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 and this. But that was the lie. We were created in the image of God. We were like God. And Paul mentions that in Ephesians. And it's that will that God appeals to with himself. He appeals to us to come to him. So these are the things, we, why are we here? It's really because God's moving on in history. And he has a day and he has a place when he like draw the, if you've ever seen a bag with a tie on the top of it, to tie up the bag, he draws it to a close. God has a day when he's going to do that. Are you ready for it? In one way, I don't like this illustration in appealing, in making my appeal to you this morning. The Ethiopian plane that went down a couple of weeks ago, they've retrieved the black box and what they have found out from the voice tape that in the last minute that the plane went down, the pilot was struggling to find an answer mechanically in the manual that goes with a plane to stop it going down. It raises a lot of questions. Why was it he didn't know about it in the first place? But the point the point of that is, there was a manual that went with that aircraft that gave him the answer, which you can find on YouTube. He, all he had to do was to switch off the autopilot. So God's speaking to us this morning. He said, don't continue on autopilot today. Don't just go life through life without knowing there's a manual for your life will take you to stand before God and to be with him for eternity in his presence and the rest that goes with it to be God's future kingdom the Bible terms it in very strong words really and it's the difference between being lost and being found and once we know Jesus Christ as saviour we are found. Outside of Jesus, we're lost. Outside of him, both now and for eternity. That is the message. That's the message of the Bible. That's why we're, in actual fact, that's why we're here this morning. And if you think that's rubbish, we might just roll, get up and go home. I'm here with a responsibility as part of this church, even as a preacher, and to say to you, well, you need Jesus Christ as your saviour. Don't leave it to the last minute before the plane's going down. Now that pilot had time. 
but you may not have time on your hands at the last minute to reach out to God and take him as saviour. So, we've been praying for, we're going to pray for salvation, and that's roughly about salvation. Um, has anybody got a question so far? Is anybody brave enough to ask a question about anything that's cropped up? Now, that's a pretty blank look right across the... Andrea, hello. That's a good question. Oh, good. Okay. Has someone got... I think, Andrew, would you just like to stand up? This is important because we can't lose the moment, okay? Because the Holy Spirit said to me, someone's got a question, we need to ask that question, and then we need to hear the that question is, and then see where we go from there. Okay, so it's been, on, it's been on my heart for a long time, actually, having been on a bit of a journey myself and been healed, and God very clearly said to me, um, tell others, pass it on. And I'm like, How, where do you start? And then we've come here, and I've picked up prophetic words about healing, and we're hungry for more, and we're praying for breakthrough, and my question is, why are we not seeing that, and what will it take to see that? And I'm not going to hold back anyway, we're just going to keep persevering, but... That's okay. all it takes. That's what we'll do. Thank you. Okay. So, Steve, have you got a song there for us? Good. Uh, before, before, um, before we even started talking about healing or, or about the planes going down or anything, uh, this song came to mind. It's an old song. It's, Father, I place into your hands the things I cannot do. question Lord is there anything in us that is preventing you from moving in this place is there any unbelief and doubts about your word your promises because we want to believe for you for what you're going to do we believe your word we believe that there is healing today because of your great sacrifice at Calvary mm. when you said by my stripes I am healed Father God we just pray this morning that you will come Lord and take away any doubts any unbelief we might have that includes me Lord Lord, I've seen healings in the past, but recently nothing seems to happen. Mm. We pray and we pray earnestly. We pray with the faith you've given us, and yet still nothing happens. Lord, we need more faith. Fill us afresh today with faith to believe your promises and that we will see mighty things happen in this place. Please, Jesus, do that. Mm. Amen. 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 Yeah, just while we're on this subject, I just feel it's quite a weighty moment just to be sure of how we approach this. Um, I was reading in 1 Peter 2 this morning, where I'm just going to briefly pick out some parts of it. I don't have time to read all of it, but at the end of 1 Peter, also in the middle of 1 Peter 2, Peter's talking to God's people who were in exile. 
And that is actually who we are. We don't belong here. Once you're his, you don't belong here, but we're still here. And you know the phrase, in the world but not of the world? That's not in the Bible. <laughs> it's, uh, Jesus doesn't word it like that. Because in the world, not of the world, is oh, look, but don't touch. Don't have anything to do with the people around you. Keep, keep clean, keep pure, keep away from the world. You're in here, but you're not of it. Actually, what Jesus says when he's praying for us in John 17, he says, they are not of the world, but I'm sending them into it. We've got a job to do here. We've got the fa- we're, we're part of the family business. And we've got a job to do. And actually, Peter even picks it out. One of Jesus' best friends is writing to the dispersed believers. And he says, you are a chosen race. He mm-hmm. says, you are a royal priesthood. This is where the healing comes through. We're, we're, we're his uh, advocates. We're his champions. We're his people in that place. We represent and stand in... We are little Jesuses. That's what Christians mean. To be a Christian means to be a little Jesus. That's who we are. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. And then he goes on. He says, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh. So don't live the same way as the people around you. But he says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honourable. Not keep your conduct separate from others, but among everyone. And there's a place for us, actually, when it comes to healing, when it comes to witness, you know, this week, talking about salvation and growth, um, the onus is on us to be little Jesuses putting it into action. And so I just wonder, particularly when it comes to healing, I think we've just got to be careful how we approach this. Sometimes we can put all the weight on healing services. Yeah? Healing services, where it will happen. Jesus has got, is more bothered about over the garden fence. He's more bothered about intimate moments with family members. He's more bothered about, I don't know, aisle seven of Sainsbury's rather than creating a big healing meeting. And that's where it's going to happen. It's on, it's all, the onus is on the person in the front necessarily. The onus is on all of us. Yeah? And we are not, Jesus t- tells us, I mentioned on Thursday, Jesus tells us not to go and pray for people and ask for them to be healed. It's to go and pr- heal people. So we're a royal priesthood. We are little Jesuses, in fact. We've got Holy Spirit in you as one of his. You are representing him, you are enacting, you are, you are his feet and his hands and his mouth. This is who we are. So when it comes to healing, I think to start with, we should not be praying for healing. We should be praying for us to have the confidence to be going and doing it. Mm-hmm. I think more importantly to start. We can still pray for healing. I haven't got a problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. But also to be expectant in a healthy way. Not everyone, and hear me, hear me clearly, hear me carefully. Not everyone will be healed. And we need to be okay with that. But we always need to be expectant that people will be healed. Okay? We can't have a meeting where, yeah, no, no one in the church is ill. That's, that's actually not biblical. Because sometimes God allows, he's not responsible for sickness, but he allows it for our own maturity. We've got to be very careful how we word things like that. Because otherwise people who don't get healed feel rubbish. And we need to care for them. Mm. We need to pastor them well. So we just need to be very careful how we approach this. However... Keep our expectations high that God can, still does, and still will heal. So I think we just need to pray for ourselves, first of all. Is that okay? If you feel an onus on you to be stepping out of your comfort zone when you're in conversation with family members, with friends, with neighbours, with colleagues, it's just offering. Mm. Don't, I'm going to pray for you because you've got an illness. I see an illness, I'm going to pray for you. That person might not want you to pray for them. Just ask, would it be okay? And sometimes they go, no thanks, and that's all right. Sometimes they say yes. And so just having the ability, that actually takes 
some of the, the heaviness off you. Just ask, just offer. And the amount of times I've prayed for colleagues back in my ambulance days, prayed for them for healing. Because it was just, it, was, it actually, it actually um, disarms it and makes it simpler. But I think just having the confidence to offer that in the first place. But also the, having it on our radar in our everyday lives more than Sundays, prayer meetings, etc., etc. I want to hear more stories outside of meetings. I want to hear more stories about, you never guess what happened last week. Texts flying around, WhatsApps. You never guess what happened. You know, Bob was at work and prayed for someone as this happened and June was down Sainsbury's and this happened. We want to hear those stories. It needs to be during the week. It's not just Sundays, for example. If you feel the weight of God wants you just to be willingly to step up, to consciously be aware of this and to go, do you know what? He, the power is from him. The power is not from us, but we are his royal priesthood. And that's 24-7. If you're with me in this, do you want to stand? If you want to sit, that is fine. No one's judging you. You're just still working it out. That's fine. Mm. If you want to stay seated, that is absolutely fine. But if you want to stand, mm. feel free to stand. Mm. We just say, here we are, your people. Mm. And we recognize that you call us to be your royal priesthood. Mm. We are your intermediaries. We represent you among those that don't know you yet. Mm. Lord, you have promised signs and wonders will precede your gospel. Signs and wonders will pave the way for us to explain who and what has done this. But your signs and wonders sometimes is sometimes the other way around. Sometimes signs and wonders endorse what we've just said and bring it to life. Lord, we are expectant of them. So Lord, we just humbly ask, as we stand before you, our people, we'll ask, will you give us the confidence and the boldness mm to open our mouths and offer the scary ask when we need to. But I know what I'm like. Will you even just grant me the ability to keep it in my conscious radar? Half the time I just forget. Lord, remind us of who we are during the week, at the weekend, in the evening, in the morning. Help us to remember who we are. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood called out for you to be among the people, to be sent into the world, to represent you and to actually be you mm. for those around us. And that includes healing power. Come and help us, we pray. Holy Spirit, do something new. Lord, may this be the landmark moment where from now on we start hearing more and more snow stories, a snowball of stories. Mm. Lord, we pray that wake people up to the glories of you, that open their eyes to a revelation of you for the mm. first time. Come and have your way, we pray. Jesus. Jesus. But on that note, if you'd like prayer for healing, please feel free to put a hand up. Let us know. We pray for some people on Thursday night. If you'd like healing now, that's fine. If you'd like healing afterwards, let us know. If there's anyone here. That's okay. Yeah, we've got someone here. Mm -hmm. I'd love to pray for Bill. I'll keep away from the loudspeaker with the microphone. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us what you'd like to pray for or not now? 
pain in my lower back. Who would like to come and pray for Bill with lower back pain? Fabulous. Just a few people to gather around. The wonderful thing is prayer for healing doesn't need to be flowery and lots of words. The power is in the spirit, isn't it? Let's just pray for a couple of minutes. She and I are one. She has a similar problem. We'll pray for her. Okay. I was prayed for twice on Friday. Bob's just going to lead us in a continuation of what we're doing right now. Why don't these guys pray for Sheila? Yeah, I just um, I got a sense while we were praying that God is... I there are times, I don't understand healing, but there are times when he's present to heal more than others. Do you know what I mean? They're just times, aren't there? And I've just got a sense of God saying, this is a time for that. And um, so uh, in faith, I'm going to step out, and I hope you'll step out with me. Um, I just wonder whether, in a minute, I'll ask everybody to stand. And if you've got a need for healing, maybe you can just put a hand on yourself, wherever it is. Um, you know, you, you, you know what the needs are. And then I'm going to pray. And will you pray with me? And we're just going to ask God to come and, and bless and heal. And let's just see what he does. It was brilliant paying for Bill then and seeing him, God move. And we want to see more of that, don't we? Shall we stand? So if that's you, if there's something that, that, where you need healing, just, just place your hand on it. Just, uh, just do that on yourself. And... Uh, Let's just, uh, yeah, Heavenly Father, ah, the one whose name is Healer, will you come now? Will you come and bless? Will you come and heal? Lord, dear brothers and sisters, Lord, who need your touch, will you come in Jesus' name? Will you bless us with your healing, Lord? Lord, make right what isn't right. Lord, put together what isn't put together. Lord, do the bits that you know. Lord, you made us. And you desire us to be whole in you. Lord, I don't always get that. And I know we'll one day be jumping around and dancing when we see you face to face. But we just pray now for this moment, for this healing moment, that you'll break through in Jesus' name. Break through, Lord, now. Heal, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. Take your seats back for a moment. Yeah, I'm glad that came from out there because I was going to do that, but I'm glad it came from out there. So it takes away the programming that the Holy Spirit um, moves on that, that it came from the body, which is where it needs to come from, from the body of the church and not just from, 
from one person. And um, we'll we just do a little, little Bible reading just quickly. There's a couple of things I want to touch on uh, before we go. And we've asked the question, why don't we see them? Um, that Steve has explained there are times when we don't see them. But there are other sort of important pathways we need to go to see results in other areas of our lives because it's not only about physical healing. But we need to be healed as people in every way, body, soul, and spirit. Yeah? Okay, if you go to John chapter 4, you've got a Bible or your iPhone or something. Or, and, uh... John chapter 4, verse 46. Before we do it, we're going to read about a man who was desperate because his, his child was ill. And there are many families in that situation today, one way or another. This is touching at a raw place. Parents concerned for their children, either physically or mental health the rise in knife crime, and all sorts of things happening. Even amongst ourselves, the grandparents' concern for their grandchildren, this family concern for our kids. And this is right at the heart of this. Verse 46, So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official, this was a Roman official, part of the... Part of the, uh, the, the, the oppression that was going on, the Roman oppression that was going on at that time in the land. He was a Roman official whose son was ill. He may have been an official, but he was still a father. And things like that hurt. Verse 47, when this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Just a little note here about this Roman official. You'll notice in verse 47, when this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, you just sense that this official, part of his responsibility was monitoring what Jesus was up to. It didn't say when he heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee. He'd heard that Jesus had left somewhere and gone somewhere else. He was watching this man, and part of us being here this morning is watching this man still, man Jesus, keeping our eyes on him, seeing where he's going and what he's up to. So it was that day in 47. So verse 48, Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And I just want to leave it at there for the moment. You can read the story. Ultimately, Jesus is not a guru type of person. He's not a budget and legget man. He's not a person who is only interested in things we're interested in. He's interested in far more than we're interested in. Now when this man came to Jesus, he was interested in both the son who was ill and the, and the official himself. That's why he pushed him on this point, just to so, so that he knew who Jesus really was. He pushed him on this point. He said, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now, that was the thinking amongst the Jews. 
They wanted to see action, but they didn't want to see the man. And so when we come to healing, Steve's already told us that, it's important for us to realize we're not looking for the action, we're looking for the person behind the action, and that's Jesus. He's the one with the authority. And so Jesus was pushing this man that he might see with faith, fresh eyes, the man who had authority. Now Jesus is the one with authority because the outcome of the story is that Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. Just at his word. Just at the power of Jesus' word. Now to cut all the long stories short, for us, we have been given, as Steve has said, we have been given the authority in Jesus' name. Given to the church, if you read in, in 1 Corinthians, you'll read the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit have been given to the church as a body. Some to heal, some to have faith, others to do other things. It's the gifts to the body of the church. Misconceptions. Steve raised this, misconceptions. What are the misconceptions sometimes that we have? And sometimes misconceptions come with familiarity of the truth that we have from the Bible. One of the misconceptions is only conditional to being anointed with oil. And the emphasis is on only. Another misconception is that it won't happen unless hands are laid on you. Another misconception is that only the elders can lay hands on a person to be healed. Another misconception is to have someone pray over us with fervent energy and theatre or fall under the power of the Holy Spirit in order to be healed. Another misconception is Jesus is that we have in ourselves power. We have authority, but we don't have power. The authority is in Jesus' name and because of him. So there are misconceptions and this man, this, this Roman official, had a misconception. His misconception was that Jesus had to go exactly to the place and do a bit of theatre, or whatever you like, so that his child might be healed. But Jesus showed him more than that. He showed him that he had the authority. Now that authority has been given to us. But I think in my life the Holy Spirit has taught me some things. And I'll finish with this. Authority sometimes, God, well, God has given us authority, that is true. But we have to use that authority wisely. One of the, part of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is the Holy Spirit teaches us to say no. when it goes on to say that's to ungodliness. But as a principle here, that God has given us authority in our own lives. So if we get to the position where we say, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do that, we're actually not moving in the authority that God has given to us because he's first of all given it to us. Peter also said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now that's authority that God has given to you in your own personal temptation. And I would say this, authority is something we need to learn for ourselves as a process 
or the authority for blessing someone else. Are you in that position where you say, I can't do that, or I won't do that, or you know you want to give up something, and you say, I can't? God has given you, by the power of his Holy Spirit, an authority in your own life first and foremost. And God will move us on from there. It, it, it is sad, and, and I just feel for people who are in that place where they, they just can't do anything about their situation in, in, in their own life. And that is a sad place to be. But I just want to remind you this morning, if you want to do... Was it we sung in our songs? Those things that trouble me? The things that I can't do. Now, I think that's healing this morning. If you just want to move on in the power of God's Holy Spirit, that's healing too. Healing to know God's authority in your own life and in your own situation. So if you're stuck, seek the power of God on your life to have authority in your own life first. And like you prayed for yourself today, I just want to encourage you to do that. I think Iris has got lots of testimonies how she's prayed for herself and God has healed her. And you can too. But I think that's the most difficult thing to do. I find it really difficult to pray for myself. It's either God doesn't want to, want to bless me or someone else is more important. Yeah? Sometimes that's the case, isn't it? We think we're not worthy of his love sometimes and worthy of his care. But I just want to encourage you, go home, pray for yourself to be healed. And God will move you on from there. Thank you. Um, it's time for I, coffee. Can I, I just...